When did you realize the value of money? Well, in this week's episode, we talk about our financial history, the role culture and our family play in our financial planning, and how we discuss money in various circles. Sit back and enjoy this episode of Relationship Pasa Pasa. Hey friends, welcome to the Relationship Pasa Pasa podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by four smart and sassy Jamaican ladies currently living in the U.S. with almost two decades of friendship. Our aim is for you to see a piece of yourself in us and maybe learn a thing or two as we discuss our everyday lives. Thanks for spending time with us. Now let's jump into our dose of Pasa Pasa. What time is it? Pasa Pasa. Time. Pasa Pasa. Time. time. Every girl, every girl, every girl, every girl. I go me a pasa pasa. Yo, stop me all wine, I drink until I die. Drink and rave till the morning light, my girl. Nobody, nobody. Center, 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 center. Have a shot, man. You know who this is. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Relationship Pasa Pasa. We hope you are doing safe and well and spending time with your family and friends. Um, so this week, um, before we jump in, we actually want to say a big thank you again for listening, not only to today's episode, but for listening to all our episodes um, and joining us every two weeks to hear um, what we're talking about, engaging with our content sending us your suggestions and questions. We really appreciate you making the time to do that. Um, so we wanted to send a thank you at the beginning of our episode today. Um, so before we get started, let's do a roll call for our audio podcast listeners. Is Soph here? Here. Awesome. Char? Hi, guys. Mish? What up? What up? Okay, so today's episode is a quickie. We are talking really quickly about uh, dollars and cents. And so we've talked about quite a number of topics, as you all know. Um, finances is one of the things that we haven't really covered and we thought, hey, why not? We're not finance experts, but certainly we have experience, right? We're ad whole adults budgeting and spending money. Um, so we thought it would be fun and interesting to share some of the lessons we've learned about financing along our journey um, with you, our listeners, today. Um, this is a quickie episode, so if it's something you're listening to in the car on the way somewhere, we, um, we hope you enjoy it. If you're at home, it'll be quick so you can uh, listen to another episode as you have time. Um, so... Today we're talking a little bit about money habits and again, lessons that we've learned. And we'll also explore, are we talking about making dollars or are we talking about making sense? Um, and so we are going to jump right in. So I'm going to open the floor to the ladies to hear a little bit about whether finance was taboo in your household growing up. Because I remember like money being talked about, but I don't remember talking about how to manage finances per se. Same, kind of same with me. Um, my parents, how they managed the household was they, as, as long as I can remember, they split up the finances. 
So I always knew my father took care of house bills. Um, so whatever it was, like rent, mortgage, I don't, I don't know. But light, water, car stuff was all my, my father. Anything to do with us was all my mother. So if we wanted new shoes, clothes, bag, bus fare, anything, go ask your mother. <laughs> Always the situation. Um, I remember when I was going to college, my father always said to me, do not get a credit card. Do not get a credit card. Do all know I have three credit cards. My father said, we need credit card for <laughs> my mother has a credit card. My father has none. He has never had it, but there is no credit system. Well, there's credit system in Jamaica now, but there was never credit system in Jamaica for the longest. Um, so having a credit card served no purpose for him. It just meant, um, you were in debt at some point. I want you swiped. You were in debt to someone. So for him, it was do not get a credit card. And that's all I remember money wise growing up. I remember when I came here and had to learn more about money and learn more about being independent as I was getting my pitfalls as I was trying to scrounge up money for certain things, it was okay. Well, you need to make sure you have, um, three months worth of income saved up so that if anything happens, you learn as you go along. That's how it was. It wasn't a situation where when we were growing up, we had to think about money or worry about it. I'm sure my parents had their struggles, but I never, I never knew about it. As I said, it was, you want something to ask your mother? Mommy was like, yes or no, depending on what was going on. It wasn't, I never thought, oh, mommy broke today. It could have been, it could have been, she budgeted for it. I had no idea. Um, but I guess to me, that's kind of all the money or all the finance background I had. And as I became more of an adult, you just kind of have to learn and you kind of find yourself, um, asking these questions and, I'm kind of surrounded by you guys who have more of a more knowledge of these things so that when you guys are saying something, I'm like, oh, tell me about that. <laughs> what do you do for that? I mean, I didn't know anything about house stuff until I was interested in buying a house. Nobody was like, okay, when you're 18 or when you're this, you need to set yourself up so that at some point you need to buy a house. Yeah, we know that at some point you want to buy a house. That's a goal. But right now we're just trying to live. We're trying to live paycheck to paycheck. So the goal yeah. was never to set that up. So that's just my experience. That makes sense. Um, the complete opposite of experience. So um, unlike Misha, I grew up hope, okay? <laughs> we were poor and I knew we were poor. There were days we were going to get without food poor, okay? Um, there were days we go to my neighbor and just sat there until she finished cooking so I could get some food for. Uh, so money was never uh, ever discussed because we never had it. You know, it, it was never there. And when my dad left Jamaica, it was even worse because my dad, for the most part, was a provider. And when he came, when he came to America, and my mom grew you know, take care of us for the past for the I don't know. I guess we were there for like a good. 10 years before we came and joined my dad here in America, um, it was rough. So money was just never discussed. But one thing I know for sure, my dad have always said and have always done was the importance of saving. 
He was like, even when you don't have nothing to say, say something. Like he was really big on savings. And that's one thing I remember he's always said um, in terms of money. That's the only thing I can remember my dad said to us in terms of money growing up. Um, in my um, household, my dad was always the provider. He buys the food, he pays the bills. Similar to me, when we, this happened when we came to America. When we all came to America, my dad did the mortgage. My dad bought the food, clothes and shoes and stuff. No, that was still on my mom. But in terms of finances, the only thing I can remember, and my mom never talks about money. My mother is terrible with money. Don't tell her I said that, and I hope she never watched. <laughs> but she really is. My dad believes in saving, and that's where I got I get that from my father. That's my experience in my household with money. We I'm, never curious had it. I'm curious to hear Sharno because I'm wondering if it's a cultural thing with the father doing one side and the mother doing the other side. Because mm -hmm. I I I don't know if that's normal, but it was normal for us. Anyway, Shar, I'm curious. Um, I would have to go back to my grandparents, where I know my grandfather was a provider in the house, and my grandmother was a provider in a different sense. I mean, clearly she took care of the 13 kids plus X amount of cousins and neighborhood and stuff. But I would say my grandmother was a provider in the sense of, and I'm glad we're talking about, I don't know how I started talking about my grandparents, but I'm glad I am because she was like literal tech hand, like tech hand make fashion or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So she, my grandfather had cows and stuff. She would make butter. She would make ice cream. She would just like, she was just an industrious woman industrious woman hard-working woman and she made everything work i mean like my my mom and her siblings would tell us how the uniform them have a pass down one she would make dresses that's how my mom became such an excellent sewer i mean she decided that boy we can't work with this one clothes you know so yep. she became a very talented i mean like she's extremely talented like dressmaker um because when she was younger she was like no sir, i want different dress so i'm gonna find a way like they just became industrious because of their circumstances um and they would tell you they didn't have a lot of things materially but mm -hmm. grandma always um managed to feed all mouse and neighborhood mouse and you know like she always and my grandfather was a church deacon, so he would be like, no, man, just go to, don't go to Miss Mabel. Dinner is there. Dinner not there. <laughs> so she always, and I think, so I grew up in a house, I would say, I, I wouldn't say I was very aware of money. Right. Um, I don't think I grew up with a lot of material want, but right. I didn't grow up with a lot of material excess because my mother is just, a type of person where she's like she's not wasteful right. she feels like we should be appreciative of everything she feel like leftovers must eat and food in the fridge she's just that kind of a person to this day and so i am that kind of a person it doesn't even matter how much money i have not wasting money by food food not a fridge something can eat like that's how that would be the culture i grew up with but i would agree with nisha i wasn't very aware of money i wasn't very cognizant of it till i got my own bills with my name and realized it needed to come out of my bank account no seriously <laughs> uh, because my, my, I, yeah. 
<laughs> because my I mom provided, and when she and when she couldn't afford it, we just knew that we must ask. Like we knew something. Don't ask yeah. for it because it's waste of money. That and mommy gonna be like, you have you have, you have McDonald's money. money. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Mo and I were talking about that the other day when there was you know the McDonald's down in Halfway Tree. Have you guys ever been to that McDonald's? It wasn't the it wasn't the traditional. It wasn't the trend. You can get rice and peas. And peas and curry goat. Yep. Yeah. That what? Yes. McDonald's. In, in, it was in, it's near Andrews. It's near my right school. across the street from Andrews. There was a McDonald's right there. Okay. And we used to pass there all the time. Because, of course, um, my mother used to be associated with Andrews. And all the time, can we go McDonald's? Yeah, I have McDonald's money. <laughs> Are we going to the store? Don't ask for nothing. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, yup, that McDonald's was the bomb. Though we were just talking about that like two days ago, me and Mo. No lie about how they used to say we have McDonald's money. Anyway, yep. sorry, go ahead. So, I mean, but so I mean, I guess that was my experience. And then, you know, I I grew up in a household with my mom and my stepdad, and he was just like the sweetest guy. So he would just treat us and like slip a, oh you want Patty? Oh come and get Burger King. So I had that little sneak, you know, that like those little moments um but and you yeah i mean that was just um yeah i really did not consider money until um <clears throat> i had to like be an adult figure things, yeah be my, but adult. i think because my parents were never wasteful and they weren't like here have it all I grew up in a way where I knew that first things first, like I always knew intuitively that the house must take care of. Like my mom never, I was never concerned about the house thing. Even if we didn't have like um, extra stuff or like luxury things, right. I always knew you must take care of your house and not worry about extra luxury items. So I don't think I had a rough time doing that stuff. But maybe I could have been taught earlier about saving. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, or saving like in a certain way. Like, like, not just saving to have money to spend, but saving. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It sounds like, um, for the most part, right, as kids, we don't necessarily know about the money. We know money is happening. It's a thing in the house. But it's not something that we're pulled into the conversation, at, at least at home, about. Right. So um, I guess I'm curious. I heard this from pretty much all of you. You had to learn about money kind of as you got into your own adulthood and started getting bills. Yeah. Right? Right. Were there, like, things that you found helpful early in that journey, learning about money on your own, pretty much? You know what? One thing Misha said that I, I, I always, again, my dad, my mother has never had any form of money. You know what? It makes sense because my mother has never been the one to really have the money. Like, you know, when my dad was in Jamaica, he was the one who worked. My mom stayed home with the kids, so he just spent the money. Um, when he came to America, my mom attempted to work, uh, but you know, the kids just stayed with the kids. Um, but in terms of the savings. Um, my dad has always, like I said, talked to us about the importance of putting away a little something, something, you know, you never know when, you know, a rainy day, something, something. 
And um, because of that, I must understand that from the, the first day I started making a dime, I was putting away something, something. You know, I remember when I was when I was buying my house, um, my dad was completely shocked. He was like, How did, where did you save that money? I'm like, from the first day I started working, I was putting it in the summer, summer, as you've always said to me. I mean, buying a house has left me not completely poor and broken back to the square one. But when I was buying my house, <laughs> poor and broke. I like to the house. If anybody out there listening, if I don't have a host, don't get a host. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. But I was very, I was very proud of myself, um, to say the least, that buying a house wasn't so much a struggle because of, from an early age, my father always said to me, put away. And I have, you know, I've always done that. Um, but in terms of regular financing, it was when I started paying my own bills that I realized that just putting away something is not all you need to do. You also need to manage your money. You know, you can't just say, well, I saved $2 and I can just spend the rest. That's not mm-hmm. um, good management, you know. So that I learned the hard way when um, I found myself living paycheck to paycheck. Even though I am still living paycheck to paycheck. But at least you're living in a house living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> but I think the hardest part was learning to manage the money that I kept right. in the house. You know, that, that was hard because everybody knows when you purchase a house, you have bills coming in. And for the most part, I don't know about you, but for the most part, your bills just always seems to outweigh the, the, the what you have, your income. So you had to now learn to... You know, yep. play with what you have. So that that I can say, the art of playing with what you do have, I learned as an adult paying bills because no one prepared me for that as a kid. And honestly, I can say my parents didn't prepare because they themselves didn't know. I genuinely think they didn't know because their parents didn't prepare them. Back in Jamaica, I don't know about your parents, but my parents and their parents and their parents they didn't have money like that to have that talk. They just pretty much farm or whatever they were doing, get a little money, put food on the table. And that was just the routine. There was never an excess to where they can say, okay, with an excess, do this or do that. We never had that luxury. I think that's why my parents was never able to educate us on that, you know, or about that. So as, as now adults, we have to learn the hard way. I have to learn the hard way. I think for me, um, uh, what I realized is, is, is that I do, my parents do what I also do, which is kind of shelter my children, um, with regard to money, though I do explain it to them because, you know, they'll say stuff like it's only whatever. And then I have to give them the context of what that money is. So this compared to what you think this would cost is, and you explain that. Um, but I left home when I was 16. So at that point, my parents are still supporting me. There's, I don't think at that point they're like, let us teach her how to manage money X, Y, and Z. But as I became more of an adult, if I said to my parents, okay, I want to buy a house in one year, let us talk through this. As I realized that we do as a family with regard to a lot of things. So maybe they always know that that's how we are raised, where 
you have a project or if you're doing anything that we can talk through the process. Cause once I'm like, okay, let's buy a house. My father's like, okay, what's the rate? How much down payment you need? What's the plan? You know, when you, when we need the money by and we're figuring out the money at that point, he's not teaching me 10 years before this though, that maybe you need to put aside $10 every year for the next 10 years and it'll be easier for you. Um, because at that point, I don't think he's thinking about that. At that point, he is saying, you live your life and I will try to guide you through it as best as possible. So, and I, I say this because my father is more of the money guy than my mother is. Um, because I think my father is the one that always dealt with the bigger money. When I say the bigger money aspects, as we've discussed, house, car, blah, 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 blah. So I've always just considered him more of the money person than my mother is. Um, but he still don't believe in credit cards. So child, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a whole different thing. But I think as I am learning, I think there are people, I said that to say, I think there are people that I can go to for certain things. So if I need to learn about money for credit cards or how to manage my credit cards and how that can affect my credit, I'm not going to call my father and say, Hey, I'm trying to manage my credit. What do you think I should do about X, Y, and Z? Um, but if I want to do, if I, I'll call somebody else who's versed in that, but if I want to do something else, maybe I'll call this person or that person, somebody who I know, if I want to do stocks, I'm calling Lati and saying, Hey, um, tell walk me through X, Y, and Z, because I realize that there is no possible way for me to be an expert on all these things. And I am not trying, I'm not going to be an expert in stocks. I'm not going to be an expert in trying to have second income and how to manage that. I will just talk to people who know how to do these things and have them walk me through it because my brain already saturated with all the things that are happening in life and there is just no way. So I just think resources and having people in your life who are versed on this. If I have people in my life who just wasting money, wasting money, wasting money, buying um, things unnecessarily um, and living paycheck to paycheck, so um, then... <laughs> then um, that's not going to help me because then that's just going to encourage that living. Um, but if we don't, if we're surrounded by other people who will encourage the good things, encourage saving, encourage um, Padna drawing, even though Padna drawing kind of tea. Padna drawing? You don't know no Padna? You never do Padna yet? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, nothing from the Padna saving right yeah it's, it's a yeah. weird kind of saving but it yeah whatever 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 way whatever. to save the money whatever works for you um if it encourages it then i'm i'm for it I, that's how i love no i love partner only not the saving part because i feel like everybody could save for themselves but i like the community building part where if you need a lump sum of money and there's a community of people and we're all gonna put in and you might need it sooner than like another person in the group you can like do your regular pain over the period, but you could get the money earlier because of your need or, you know, and you know, people can time it. So I like that aspect of the partner. Um, I should just, I have to add a disclaimer. So both of my parents work in finance. Oh my God. You should be ashamed of this. One work in banking. I must say that the knowledge has always been there. 
I probably was not willing to be lectured to at a young age, right? Because right. my father used to always, now this is my biological dad, he always, he always used to want to get me thinking about it. Because I remember when he used to try to sign deal with me, this for this, that for that, 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 and I was just like, am I serious? Like he always tried to lecture somebody. So I must say the opportunity and information was available to me younger than I took advantage of it. But as I got older and wiser, I started to tap in. Because even, um, I think Soph said it, Mish said it, about the saving and making sure you have, like, this pot of money, whether it's six months of mortgage and car payments, um, sitting down. Like, I've always been told that kind of stuff. Have I listened? When I got not older. always, right. When not I got always. older. Not, you know, not when I was younger. And then a lot of, well, another part of it for me is, being an independent person and a private person. And so battling with trying to take care of my responsibilities on my own without right. talking or having to always pull in my parents because are they willing? Always yes. willing, yeah. um, you know? Um, but then there's a part of me that's like, you know, okay, it's good to know they're there, but I don't want to use that resource. You know, I want to like, and so that has also been useful for me to, to pull on them for education, but not necessarily like always be like, this is what, that, what, what, what. I'm like, sometimes when you go out there and try to accomplish and do things on your own, that helps too, but you should never be like me and completely like, you know, not use all your resources, but. Carrie, I'm curious. You said yes, that. Like, I, I said that the same thing I must admit. Like, I try not to. I use the word burden, but I know they don't see it as a burden. Right. But I told my parents, because in my mind, you know, they've already been through They, They figured it out. So I Girl, need to I figure wish it I could out. Take you know? care of them. Yeah, right. Exactly. So right. I, I don't go to my parents for anything and I remember my dad said to me when I was getting married he was like I'm your father I'm supposed to and I'm like no if I can if the man I'm married and myself can't pay for a wedding I'm not getting married no and he's like that's not how it works in America I'm like that's what I was just going to tell you that's a cultural thing because we are we're raised to be very independent but trust and believe no American let me not say no but the American culture is way different where you can depend on your parents to buy you a house, to buy your first car, to put put on your wedding, to do all these things. In Jamaica, you are an adult, you get a job, you're there on your yeah. own, make sure you can't take yeah. care of yourself because your parents can't do it no more, okay? Listen, yeah. didn't you used to buy snacks from your classmates in high school? Okay. What were we, 12, 13? We have people we know who have certain snacks or certain beauty yep. products. Yeah. You're an entrepreneur from birth. You, you can't help yourself. <laughs> Or Jamaica, can't help yourself. So let me ask this. Wait, we ask more questions. Yeah, are we want to hear? We oh, want to hear I'll, your I'll background. Um, so I think my experience is a bit different from you all in terms of this two-parent household where you have one doing this and the other doing that. My mom has always been, um, for the most part, primarily the, the breadwinner in my family. 
and she's even though we didn't have those money management conversations i think through her actions as her own business person that was enough for me to understand like if you want to make a life you have to go out there and do it right every day consistently um out here making life and so i think my very first understanding of money happened just by watching my mom and how she was able to maintain the household by herself uh and doing so in a in a way that's really non-traditional like just it wasn't a let me go to school and get a degree and do this thing it was i have to get out here and make this happen um in life so those are some of the earlier money lessons i learned and then as i got older i think as misha said you tap into other resources for more information about different things right. whether it was buying a car or buying a home or whatever the financial goal was at that time um so i am curious as we're talking about you know your friends in high school selling things in class i don't know if this is your experience but i find that sometimes talking about money with your friends can be taboo like i feel like people don't want they, they don't want to feel vulnerable with their friends about what they're making or what how they're spending their money how they're investing you know everyone's like right. i don't know if i should share this and i'm like there's so much benefit in sharing because now you get to learn from other people's mistakes and learn from what worked well so i'm wondering do you have that experience with your other circle of friends where it's like money is taboo first of all i already know what soap is going to say what other circle of friends why you got another circle of sorry why not <laughs> What is happening? What is happening? Thank you. What other circle? Carry it away. You know what I mean? People that you're well, closest with your church members. Latisha to Misha Latichi, Misha I've one other friend that we all know. <laughs> But she's a circle all by herself. <laughs> Oh god. She's like a diamond or something. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Um anyway, you were saying that you were saying I guess the question is is it a taboo topic with people you consider friends, right? They may be work friends, social friends, right? I'm just curious because I feel like that's my experience. Like people don't necessarily want to talk about yeah. money. Yeah, I think that's because people don't want to be judged or if you fail at something, you don't want people to be like kind of told you so or you don't want I think it's an ego thing a lot of the times and I don't mean it like oh this person thinks they make a lot of money and they should tell people they make a lot of money because then people are going to expect I I think it's that people don't like to naturally do not like to be seen as failures and with any money decision i think we have to take chances um you either take chances by saving your money and not spending it and then maybe something happens and then you should have spent it or you spend the money and you shouldn't have spent it whatever decision you make it's a chance that you're taking and if somebody is is if you're transparent in that then any mistake that you make people are going to judge you for it or you feel like people are going to judge you for it um so i think it's i think it's less of I don't want you to come rob me of this whatever money that I have and more of I 
don't want to fail and see you see me failing um, because of it. And I think it's also a cultural thing because people live beyond their means, not because they want to live beyond their means. I mean, technically, obviously they do, but because they put up a front of, I am doing better than I am because they don't want people to judge them. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, my coworkers, we all work in the same school system. Our pay, our, our, um, our salaries, no, but yeah, it's something we never talk about. <laughs> you know, we just, it's just something that is an understanding that you do not discuss your salary with the coworker, even though it's right there in the handbook. Um, 10 years, uh, if you work for 10 years, you know, you make this much, you will never, and even in a conversation, if it comes up, uh, they will never willingly say, I am making X, Y, Z. And, you know, it's, it's, it's actually something that I've always thought to myself, like, why is it that people aren't so willing to share what they're making, even when it's already known? Like, even when I know what you're making, why is that people aren't willing to share? And a part of what you just said about judging, I think it's a, a um, it's, it's one of those things where you don't want to be, um, you don't want to be seen in a light that you're not, right? So, so for example, if you know that you're making six figures, right? And your circle that affirms that you're in, they're not making six figures. You'll find that the person who's making six figures sometimes will pull back from talking about it because they may not want the friends to feel uncomfortable because the friends are not making it or the opposite. The friends who, are, who aren't making it don't want to hear because they're thinking, you know, I'm not making it, you know, so right. they can sometimes, and, and again, it all goes back to knowing your friends, right? Like, you know, your friends going to be supported. They're not going to be jealous of you. Then you can talk about it. But there are some friends who you know, you're like, no, then they're going to be jealous in the back of their head. They're going to be like, whatever, man, I ain't making no six figures. I don't want to hear about just six figures, you know? So it, it all goes down to knowing your circle. No, I only have one circle, Carrie. <laughs> so... <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> no, but I, listen, I always say that. I say that because I think some of it is it's less about tell me what you're making and more about what are those strategies that's working for you. Right. And I find that I think my friends are like, oh, everyone's doing amazing. I'm like, oh, that's dope. That's amazing. How does that work? But when I look at the things we talk about on a regular basis, we talk about every single thing except for money. And I've always said to myself, if we're doing these amazing things, I'm sure there's some amazing strategies that's happening that we're yeah. not sharing with each other. Yeah. You know, you look at other groups of people. Um, I'll use yeah. the Jews. They will share all the secrets. Like, Tell me what yes. you're doing, I'm going to share it, right? So I often wonder about our, our level of comfort talking about those things, even if we're not finance experts. Like some of us are right. like licensed financial experts, but whether you're licensed or not, you work with money, you got financial goals, you're meeting those goals, you know? So I'm, I'm always like, it's like a pet peeve in the back of my head. I'm like, I want to talk about dating. I want to talk about what's happening with these funds. What, how are you doing with these yeah, right. Carrie, as you said that, we had a conversation um, um, last week, and we were talking about our kind, Black people, 
and how we go about helping each other. And I, I mean, it's something that I've always bothered me. If you notice how we go about it, as long as I am on top, I will help you all the way to here. As long as you don't pass me. But the minute you start passing me, the help is over. And that's that black mentality that I don't like. You said the Jews. The Jew, they will share everything with each other because everybody's rising together. But, you know, and it's a, it's, it's a, it's a bad thing that our culture have. And I'm going to say it's, it's culture. It's a bad yeah. thing that we have where as long as I am up here, I will help you all the way right, right here. But the minute yeah. you start back, Honey, we have a problem. And I don't You're like right. it. You're right. Yeah. Right. I don't like it. Because if, let's say you're climbing and your strategy is working for you, right? Share with your friends. Like, listen, man, I'm doing this. It's working. It's bringing in right. this much, blah, blah, blah. Come along with me. Let's do it together. So if we're climbing, we're climbing together. But you find that our culture don't, don't, don't encourage that. You know, it's that doggy dog thing where I got to stay on top and, um, it, we were even saying, you know, when you think about like when Jamaican, for example, you know, I was lucky enough to have my dad who filed for us and we came to the country legally and all that good stuff. But, you know, and I can say because she's dead and gone, God rest her soul. But I remember my aunt, my my dad, my, my, my brother stayed with my aunt for a while because, you know, my father, we all of us could have stayed in the apartment at the same time. And... When she was helping my dad, it was great. But the minute my father started doing well and my mom got a job and things started tapering off and now she's buying a house, things changed. And it was very noticeable how their relationship changed, you know? And this was an aunt that I thought was supportive of my dad and loved my dad, da, 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 da. But the minute he started somewhat getting to her level, the right. dynamic changed. You know, yep. think about when you're Jamaicans and you come up here to stay with a family member illegally. After two weeks, when you get a job, they tell you, you have to start paying the bill. You know, like you got to start paying this. You have to start paying that. This man, I'm not going to out anyone, but a, 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 a Spanish couple that I know. <laughs> be, listen, now, this is very illegal. So I wanted to stay with it. But they just transformed their garage into an apartment. The garage, yeah. they've shipped the garage, tiled the floor, put a bathroom in it, and have their people staying in it. Everybody's paying the mortgage. In the, there's like 10 families in this one house paying the mortgage. Everybody's yeah. going to save up. And they can buy their own house. They help each other out. But we don't, we're, we're not like that. And it's, it's sad, right. but you're right, Carrie. We're not like that. We got to. I'm going to be. Um devil's advocate oh, only God. because well actually let me go to the original question i actually don't well that's me because i'm not i am not entrepreneurial so i don't have much to share but i will share with all and sundry what i'm doing i don't necessarily need to know your income but like if you want to buy a house listen you know how much people papers will help file you know how much effort David to support every minute i'm like the 10 years passed like i am <laughs> i am down for the cause but I must add a context to it in 
And it's so sad because what Sophie's saying, like I know so many good people come here and they're gonna stay with their family and I just know, give them three months, they're gonna have tensions and stuff's gonna happen. And it's so sad because then I know some good people that come up here and they, if they could only do for themselves, they would. And they yeah, end up staying with the worst abusive people. And I'm just like, why, why Lord? Why do things always <laughs> die that way? Why is it that decent people who are trying to make it have to link up with these family members that are just so unsupportive and some of them call on that like it's i mean like i've heard awful things that even people and because i go to church we tend to have a really good supportive like community um well i can say that for adventist church um we don't talk about doctrine but i'm just gonna say we have one of the best supportive communities i know and so a lot of times i see people standing in the gap because of the weirdest like your own family like you in jail and i'm just like that's not right so it's like i saw both sides right like i see people come here and it's like they want to make the house that they staying in that they're not paying money for it's like they want the person to lose their house and i'm just like yeah really now yes. and i've seen yes. other people come here and they're working hard and the people that just treat them so bad and they just came here and they're not acclimated yet so yeah. it's like there's both sides and it's true it speaks to why <laughs> it's like yeah. why why what that that can be that tension it's is, is, yeah. is like i don't know it can be disheartening so yeah. as we're thinking through and this is a quickie so i want to hear from you guys about what are those money lessons that you know for sure at this point in your life, right? Pulling together your experience from childhood, from adulthood, right? All the things like culminating in this space. What are those money lessons that you would share with someone that's listening right now that you think is like best practice, this works, I've seen this work in my own life or I've seen this work somewhere else. Any money lessons that you want to share? One thing that has worked for me over the years is I have never gotten a card for my savings account. Yeah. I it, it was, I have to inconvenience myself to get the money out of the account. And yeah. I made that one thing that has worked for me. So that way now I don't, I find that I don't spend my savings account a lot. Like it, it stays in there. Um, another thing that I do with my savings account is I have direct deposit from my, my, um, my, my job. So I don't see that money directly into my savings account and I also set up my bank where every year the money goes into a CD so it goes into the CD it matures uh, whatever is there again goes back into a CD it matures so even if, you, if you're familiar with the CD you can't pull money from a CD if you pull from a CD you lose money. so right. that's what I did to make sure that I don't ever touch that money you know, and that has worked for me, which is why I was able to save the money that I needed to purchase my home because that money it was going and was never coming out. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, those are some awesome skills. I actually completely ditto on Sophie. I have two savings accounts. There, one is credit union through my job, and one my dad works for the state he lives in, and so I, I also got a credit union through him, and I yeah, have no cards. I don't even know really how to get the money. Yeah. It's, just, it's just connected to my bank account so I yeah. can transfer it to. Matter of fact, I can't even pull it back because yeah, that was, that was gonna, was credit gonna. unions are so antiquated that if I pulled it, I transferred it in free, I'd have to pay money to get it. It's, so, it's okay. It can sit where it sits. Like, I'm exactly yeah. like so. 
if I have a savings account on my actual checking account that's associated to my debit card, that's kind of like flush money. That's not saving. My savings, right. I can't even touch it if I wanted to. Like it's that's for if my rent caved in. You know, like it's not for I'm. I need to buy dinner. No, it's none of that. Like, um, yeah. I actually don't have anything new unless you want me to get like technical into our appearances right, because situation the, the budget <laughs> i live by a budget niche no, I, I, I literally <laughs> she I, I live by a budget i don't necessarily follow it but it's just like niche because i know how much i have right spend so i right. know what my bills are and i know what's free so there's no going into the supermarket and not knowing what's in my bank account like, I'm one of those people, like, I don't get declined unless the card's not working. Because I know what's in my bank account at yeah. all times. And so, that's what I do. I won't necessarily say it stays in the right categories. Sometimes I overspend in other areas and I know that I can't spend, you know, because of overspending. I know, And then sometimes I'm really good. I have good months and I really stick to the no eating out and whatever. And so, I have cash flow that's, like, extra so then I know I have extra money. So I, I live by a budget. I probably have six years of spreadsheets. <laughs> I can tell you what I spent. <laughs> like, because I pay my bills yeah, one important. time a month. One you time a month, I pay every bill. Some of them pay on time, some of them pay early. One time a month, I sit down, I That's go how I all do it the way too. through all of my bills, whether they're credit card, light bill, one time a month. It's all paid. And then... I'm done with them. The problem is, is yeah. that, though, that's the first of the month. Um, yeah, that's that it. Month. It takes a yeah. while. It, I actually had to do that when I was teaching. So I I don't know if it's a hustle, but I have a full-time job, and then I also lecture. So when I have that extra money, I had to do, I had to start You it. had to go the, the, the... I had to start it that time. I mean, that yep. was years ago as a student, but once you start it the one time, because you need two paycheck basically. Right. So once you start the, the one time, then it yeah. can, if you maintain I do that it, too. You can just maintain it forever, like that. Oh, okay. And if you're well, that's an expert on the budget to teach me how to budget because general, but I was I can't budget when I have. So I said that all the time too. Yeah, I never just don't buy it, <laughs> but I don't budget. I know. I listen. Yeah, no, I only budget my salary. Everything else is extra money. Like I budget only money that I can count on. Like if I know I'm teaching a course and I know I work, so I just put that only that's in my budget. If I get any extra money, like if I my my shoes. tax return, then that's mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, okay, confession. I don't know who they're talking about, but I am the one. If I'm emotionally happy, emotionally sad. Every month. Angry, emotional, anything. If she's anything, she might choose. <laughs> but it's within her budget. It's within her budget. Okay? But there's enough things you can buy. If you ever need something to buy and you have a budget, let me know. <laughs> One thing I've always been told, and I guess I do it naturally, and I think we probably all do it, if you lose your job, if you don't have no money, something happened, you're in an emergent situation, I was always told, pay your housing, and if you have a car note, pay your car and your insurance first. And then if things get really bad, you better pay your car and your insurance first, because it can help you go to a job, maybe you have to bounce somewhere, I mean, it, it, 
probably won't ever get that bad. But like, if you have to prioritize things, house, shelter, and your transportation, um, right. is always like priority. Pay a car insurance, pay a car note. Because right. man, there's nothing like. I mean, I, yeah. I guess because we don't live in the city too. There's nothing like like if you are out. Even not having somewhere to live is less concerning to me than not being able to get to a job or find an opportunity because you don't have transportation. It's like a essential. Yeah. That is true. I agree with that. Um, I also would add, spend time with, with people that are doing the things you want to do. So if you want to, I don't know, start investing or buy a house or buy an investment house or whatever you're trying to do, finding the people that are doing those things and talking to them about what, what works, what you should know, what are some pitfalls, right? Like all the things that aren't in the book. What I will say though, when you're talking to those people, I think it's always helpful to come with like a basic understanding. Like sometimes, you know, you'll have conversations with people about, let's say buying a house, but you haven't done any of, like, of the basic research. It's almost like you got to come with a basic understanding and then talk to them from that framework versus like coming as a blank slate and not having done homework. Um, I think that's really helpful, hanging out with people who are doing the things you want to do. Um, and I think the last thing I'll say is just be more mindful of or intentional about learning. Um, and it ties into that spending time with people. But finding books and authors and people that are teaching the things you want to learn um, I'm gonna gonna give a plug for my one of my favorite finance people uh, is Susie Orman, and she is she's the reason I got very interested in finance. I love her. I think she's very no nonsense. She's very old school, but I think she's one of those people that I can relate to finance wise, and she's taught me quite a bit. So there's a ton of people out there. I think there's this, uh, I, I'm not too familiar with her. I don't know if you guys know her, but she's a, a black woman from Newark, um, the budget Nista. Yeah, she's really good too. But again, many, many people out there to learn from, but I think it's really important to learn what what's happening in finance. All right. If there's nothing else, thank you ladies for an awesome yes, episode. I appreciate you guys opening up about the money things. Yep. Until next time, see you guys soon. Bye. Bye, guys. Friends, that's all for today's episode of Relationship Pasa Pasa. Thanks so much for joining us today. You could have been anywhere in the virtual world, but you were here with us. We hope you join us again in two weeks for our next dose. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you find and listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So you never miss an episode. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Relationship Pasa Pasa, all one word, if you are on the social media situations. We can't wait to hear from you. Like, seriously. We can't wait to hear what you think about our episode and also connect with us about topics you'd like to hear us discuss. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, walk good. <laughs>